Welcome to the Restore Ministries Australia podcast, where we desire to connect you with people, teaching, encouragement and resources that will see you and those around you restored to true humanity. Join us as we seek to help you apply the grace of God onto the details of your life. Hello and welcome to episode nine of the Restore Ministries Australia podcast. We're in episode three of our sustainable ministry series. I'm your host, Jess Finance, and today I'm joined by Craig Lyons. Craig is a caseworker for Teen Challenge Queensland, who offer residential rehabilitation for young men and women struggling with drug and alcohol addictions. So Craig's going to share a little bit of his life with us, some stories about serving in that realm of ministry. So thank you for joining us today, Craig. It's great to have you. We're excited to hear a little bit about you and your history of ministry, how you have served in the past and how you're serving now. So could you share a little picture of who you are and what your serving looks like? Yeah, for sure. So I guess it all started back in the year 2000 for me, for ministry. I mean, I did grow up in a ministry home. My dad was in ministry all of my life. But for me, in the year 2000, I went to Bible college. Uh, from Bible college, I was a youth pastor at a local church here in Toowoomba for three years. Uh, and then I took up the role as a caseworker at Teen Challenge. Um, Toowoomba so that's sort of been my journey through ministry in a nutshell but yeah it's had its ups and it's had its downs I can tell you that. Yeah absolutely I can only imagine. Can you give us a little bit of a picture of how you got involved in Teen Challenge where you are now and what that journey in that kind of ministry serving has looked like for you? Yeah, for sure. For me, it was a bit of a uh, interesting thing how God brought me into Teen Challenge. Um, being a youth pastor, obviously, I loved working with youth mm-hmm. and being, you know, a part of their life and yeah, just getting into the messy stuff for some people and just you know helping them sort it out. But for me, I I was at the end of my time as a youth pastor and I just felt like, yep. God's calling me into something new, didn't know what it was. And then this job came open, job came up, sorry, at Teen Challenge. And I just felt a little bit inadequate for it because I had, you know, no history in dealing with people with drugs or alcohol. Mm. And I just thought, oh man, this is too much. But there was something in me that had this, it was like a fire in me that wanted to do it. uh, Even though I was not um, at all, I guess, didn't have the experience, mm-hmm. um, but as I stepped into it and got the job, I just loved it. Just, it just, I just came alive in it. And um, but yeah, that's when I guess the challenges came into it. They don't call it Teen Challenge for nothing. Um, most people say there's never a dull moment in rehab, and I know that for sure. Yeah, so my job is uh, working uh, with clients. We call them students, and I get six under my caseload, mm-hmm. and I just basically work through them. Uh, with their recovery and uh, just help them get back on track. Wow. Yeah. It's a huge job. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a fun job too. My wife sometimes says to me that uh, it's like I go, I, go to, I go to work to have fun and uh, sometimes it is. I go to Dreamworld and stuff like that, but, you know, it's not all cracked up as it sounds. <laughs> it's a little perk in there though. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Like if it wasn't perks, I don't think I'd still be doing it. <laughs> And how long have you been doing it for? Yeah, so I've been at Teen Challenge uh, for 14 years, going on 15 uh, as of February next year. So, yeah, I've been there for a while. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I just I just enjoy it. So I love going back. 
That's a beautiful thing. I can just hear so much, um, yeah, joy and excitement in your voice talking about what you do. And despite the fact that I'm sure it's really challenging and really hard, that just feels like such a sign of uh, when we know we're in a place where we're serving God and we're doing something which is worthwhile and just bears fruit. So good on you. Thank you so much for serving our our community and, and God's people in that way because that's a really incredible thing to to do so obviously you've mentioned that it has ups and downs that the serving is not always dream world trips and roller coasters um so what are the some of the things that you find difficult or particularly tiring when it comes to serving a teen challenge yeah for sure well teen challenge is a 12-month live-in program Mm -hmm. and so we basically you know take on guys um, from day one and, you know, if they're there for the full 365, um, you're constantly working with them day in, day out. And I guess disappointment sets in when you've worked with a guy for a couple of months and he just quits. Yeah. He throws in the towel and you just feel like you've invested so much into them and then they just go, no, nah, I'd rather go back to drugs. And it's just like, oh, it, it blows you. It really, really hurts. Mm. Um, but obviously over my time I've learnt to deal with that and how to cope and use different strategies to deal with that. But, oh, look, there's not a – like even if a guy's there for a day or a week, it's still, it still hurts, you know, when yeah. you see a guy um, make that decision to go. It's yeah. just really tough. Can you share a little bit more about what those kind of strategies that you've come up with to help you deal with that disappointment? Uh, I'd say time. <laughs> yeah, look, I think for me what I've learnt over the over the time is God's got them, like not me. It doesn't matter how much I think that I can change them. At the end of the day, it's God. And so I guess I give it back to God and say, all right, God, I, I don't understand why they're making this decision, mm. but I'm going to give it back to you and go he's yours um and yeah i've i've learned to do that quicker and you know it doesn't mean that there's no frustration in that because there's times where you do honestly get angry because you're like i don't understand why this is happening or why they're why they're doing this and it kind of it sort of sometimes makes you feel a little bit like a failure because you're like what am i doing wrong what am i saying wrong am i not pressing into God enough am I not you know there's this battle that goes on that you're I guess it's like the devil trying to get in there and you know just wreak a bit of havoc Mm. Um, but you just yeah you just kind of left like flat sometimes but yeah I guess I've just learned that the strategies that I use of just you know pressing closer into God and just going all right God you've got this there's a bigger picture in this I can't see it yeah and um, I'm just going to trust you I just really have to trust you in this yeah, it's huge. I can imagine the faith that it would take just to walk alongside people who um, have faced hardship and tragedy and probably beyond what we can comprehend in some instances, the way that life has turned for them. So the faithfulness that's required to entrust people in their brokenness to God when, yeah, you don't know, you're flailing a little bit going, am I serving well? Am I serving right? Am I yep. doing the right thing? That's really, really tough. Yeah, it, and it is. And like I remember the first couple of years, I was so emotional. I mm. just, yeah, I'd, you know, I'd just break down for these guys. I'd just be like, man, what's going on? I'm not saying that I don't have the same emotion, but it's there. It's real and it's raw yeah. um, when you just see a guy that's um, got so much potential but throws it in because he wants to go back to his old life. So Yeah, really hard. Yeah. 
And alongside that, what, are there are there any kind of parts of walking alongside people in that brokenness that just you find really hard to wear? I guess when it sometimes they probably attack you personally. Yeah. Like it's something, it's like your fault and, oh, man, that does rock you. And you're just like, wow, okay. And so you've got to learn to process that and go, all right, well, obviously they're hurting and hurt mm. people hurt people. So, you know, you've got to learn to kind of have a bit of a, a shield up to prevent yourself from getting, you know, cut down and, and hurt. So, yeah, I guess I've learned to get a little bit stronger in that area. But it can also be a weakness too because I think that sometimes you can get too harsh mm, and yeah. and you've got to try to really balance that out that yeah. you don't then get too harsh and deflective when that comes because, yeah, they're just hurting and they don't know how to deal with, you know, life really. Yeah. So they're looking for answers and you've just got to try to somehow be that that grace and that peace and that love all in one. So mm, That's a huge job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So talk to us about that grace and that joy and that peace because obviously that's something that you're a conduit for to pass on to these guys who just need that kind of presence in their life. How do you find um, refreshment? How do you find your own personal engagement with, with that peace that kind of sustains you to do your job and to do it well? Well, firstly, um, it's God's word. Like I, I have to go back to that daily because I know that's my bread. Yeah. And if I'm not eating, then I've got nothing to give. Mm-hmm. And so I guess for me over my time in ministry is really just pressing closer into God and going, all right, God, I can't do this. Like there's been times when I've been driving to work and going, God, I've got nothing. I've got nothing left in the tank and I don't want to go to work today. And it's just like God just kind of grabs a hold of me and says, well, you do. You just got to trust me. And it's like, yeah, but... God, you don't understand. Like you don't know what's ahead of me today, and it's like you you have this you know this dialogue with God, and it's just like, God, no. <laughs> but it's been I'll put a song on or mm-hmm. something, a worship song, and it's just like you know that just breaks whatever that you know that shell was that was trying to stop me mm. um, to press into God closer, and it's just been like I, I get to work and I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know what that was, but it was it, it's just this breakthrough that happens, and you know, then the joy comes back, and then the peace comes in, and then you feel like okay, and then I, I, there's been times where I've rocked up to work and I've been scared to deal with confrontation or conflict that's happened or arisen from the day before, and then I get a guy come up to me and go, mate, I'm sorry. Wow. And it's just like, oh, okay, God, you got my attention. You know? <laughs> I, I can trust you mm. uh, in this, that it's not me. Yeah. Um, you're going to work through me and I've just got to be ready for that. So That's really beautiful. Yeah. What's, uh, what's the most encouraging story that you've seen in your time at Teen Challenge? Oh, wow, there's so many encouraging stories because when a guy completes the program, that's the highlight. That's what keeps you going because mm. you see that God's taken them on that journey all the way through and you've seen the breakthroughs time and time and time again and you're just like, wow, this is so good. And like oh, I shared before with you, Jess, that I am a bit of an emotional guy mm. and nearly <laughs> nearly every completion um, that we have with our guys, I, I tear up because yep. I just I just get so excited to see them on their new path and their new life. Yeah. And uh, I just, you know, when I see, a, you know, a guy recently, um, I just, he, he just had a whole lot of pain and just so much. It was just, 
it was gripping him, but he he humbled himself and he came to Teen Challenge and he he just surrendered. And I saw it from the start. And, you know, there was times because it was through COVID and that was mm. so difficult for any guy to be in the program because we went into lockdown and, you know, this guy just soldiered on. He was he was thinking about leaving. Mm. Um, but, you know, I was like, mate, you just got to push through. You got to be encouraged. And he got all the way to the end and um, he completed. And I was just... I was just in awe of it. It was just like, wow. thank you, God. You know, because he had every excuse under the sun, COVID, that he could, you know, quit. But he didn't. He kept pressing in and going, all right, God, you're bigger than this. And um, and he did. He, he, and he's going to start seeing the fruit of his labor. Like it talks about in the Word. Like you've got to be willing to push in and press into God to see, you know, that him break through those you know, strongholds that have been holding them for so yeah. long. So, I mean, I could go on for hours <laughs> sharing stories because there's just so many. Um, yeah. <laughs> Where do you want me to stop? So. <laughs> no need to stop. Keep yeah. going. It's good. So good and so encouraging to hear just the way that God intricately changes people's lives yeah. Yeah. Um, in ways I'm sure sometimes that we can't even imagine oh absolutely oh for sure and it's the guys that come to teen challenge with no faith Mm. and then walk out with a faith like it's Mm. just that that rocks you that just gives you a wake-up call that god you know is a part of it and yeah you look at it and go oh i just don't know how this is gonna unfold but god just turns up and it's just it is it's a miracle like and that's the cool part of my job is seeing miracles take place right in front of me you know you hear people talk about oh how come jesus doesn't do miracles today he does (laughs) just come and hang out at my job for a bit and you'll (laughs) see it and you see that transformation take place right in front of you and it's just it is truly amazing can you share with us a little bit more about that about the guys that you've kind of seen that come in that have no reference for who god is yeah. What do yep. you notice changed the most within them? I guess for them it's their mindset because they've made their mind up for so long that, you know, God's not real. Yeah. Um, and so they've just gone, yep, I'm just going to keep living my life this way. And I just kind of say, well, if it's, you know, if God's not there, what do you have? You know, what 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 is your life if you continue to live that God's not there. And, you know, some of them just get that revelation of, oh, yeah, you know, you're probably right there. Like if God, if I'm, you know, discarding God and just keep pushing God away, maybe if I do, it's almost like an Aussie term, give him a go, (laughs) um, you know, things might change. And that's when you see that they actually give God a go. Yeah. And even though, you know, we say to them, you know, God, God held you before you, you know, even knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that revelation that they get and you just yeah. see them, you know, it's almost like they come alive. And a guy that I'm thinking of recently, you know, he said, I'm not into that God stuff. And it's just, that's just not me. Uh, but, you know, last week he was he was just sharing that, you know, you know, there is a higher power, you know, there is a God and mm. I'm discovering him and I'm so glad that I did because wow. I probably, you know, probably wouldn't have been around any longer. And so when you hear testimonies like that, yeah. you just go, yep, God is, God is at work. Yeah. Um, You're seeing that true transition from yeah. death to life. Yep. There's so much death present 
in the lives that you're involved in to see that, yeah, miraculous change. Yeah, for sure. Like the depression that you yeah. see in some of these guys, just the hopelessness, uh, the despair, like it's real and it's raw. Yeah. And you're kind of walking into that and you're going, what is going to happen in this space? Um, and then, you know, we pray for these guys and we just see God just turn up and just do a work that yeah. can't be done by man. There's yeah. just no possible way. Yeah. And you just hear them just testify of God's grace and it's just so cool. That is so cool. It's incredible. So talk to me a little bit about, obviously you shared that you had um, a history youth pastoring yeah. and you then moved into Teen Challenge yeah. and there was that thread of enjoying spending time with youth despite whatever level of adequacy you felt yeah. that you had in that place. But where did that passion come from in the beginning to kind of serve in that realm of ministry? I guess it probably was... Uh, my dad was a he worked for an organization called youth for christ and i guess growing up in that and just seeing dad work with disadvantaged kids and Mm. you know working with youth all the time i don't know it just gave me this hunger to help people and i guess growing up in it and seeing it you know all the time i just there was something in me that kind of came alive when i took it on you know and after i did bible college and just went you know what, I, I see myself as, you know, taking on that role as a youth pastor. And so I did. And, <laughs> yeah, it's just I, I could have never saw it through school that that's what I was going to be, I guess, become. But God just just showed me through so many different things. And how I even landed at Bible college was a story within itself. But it's just like God just, you know, he directs your path if yeah. you seek him. And yeah. he directed my path and took me to that place and it's yeah I'm just so thankful yeah that's so good that's so good and now you've got your own family watching you serve in the same way that you got to watch your dad yeah which it's a beautiful (laughs) beautiful journey to take yeah to bring family alongside you and to see what life a life-serving God absolutely is like whatever that realm is that you're involved in but to see someone and and a dad especially lay their life down to to serve others is yeah, it's a really huge testament. Absolutely, and my family are just so awesome. Like they, you know, support me in so many different ways, and I guess that that motivates me to keep mm. doing what I do. And I, I thank them. You know, like I couldn't do it without them. Like my wife Anna is just uh, she's the rock, and you know, my kids they they don't, I guess, realize how much they yeah impact me in my job. Yeah. Kids infiltrate us, don't they? They're Absolutely. not even aware of it. <laughs> <They're> little <laughs> energizer bunnies. Well, that's, I'm sure that's helpful some days. <laughs> some days, that's when right. When you're feeling spent and yeah, past and beyond yourself. So on that note then, let's talk about that a little bit, the ups and downs of ministry. And how do you know, what are your red flags to go, actually, I'm in a place that's not so good and I need those energizer bunnies or I need someone to step in and step across my path and say, hey, Craig, something's going on with you. Yeah, I guess I I sense it. I just know that when I'm worn out Mm -hmm. that it's either I need a break and I've got to, you know, just seek help, you know, call a friend or, you know, call out to someone that just can just be that that voice that I just need to hear to reaffirm or, you know, that's probably the way that I can see it. And obviously, 
you know, Anna knows me inside out so she mm. can see when I'm not traveling well and yeah. she'll speak up. And I'm just thankful for that because I need that. I need those people to speak into me and say, hey, what's going on? Like yeah. you're, not, you're not traveling like I know you are, who you are, sorry. And yeah, I, I kind of, yeah, it's like, oh, okay. That's a bit of a wake-up call. So, yeah, I heed, heed their advice. Yeah. What does it look like for you when things are starting to unravel a little bit and you're not in a place that's perhaps as healthy as as you would hope to be? I guess for me it's my, um, my relationship with God. I think yeah. that that's where I know if I'm not connected to God, everything else just falls apart. Yeah. And so I know when I'm not connecting daily into the Word and, you know, just being led by him that's when things come undone yeah because it becomes craig's strength instead of god's strength and yeah. it's it's real it's you can see it so so evidently uh, especially in the job too like you just know that it's it's just you can't fool people mm. like and these guys you know they're smart they're not dumb and yeah. they can see right through you and that so it's like wow oh, what am i doing why why have i tried to do this in my own strength yeah um so you know get back to pressing into god and then you just see it, you know it's just like that recharge that i was talking about before like it's like you recharge and you're like yep all right i'm i'm back where i need to be is that something that you've seen happen very often in your your kind of season of serving <laughs> i'm a bit of a happy-go-lucky kind of guy <laughs> i kind of move on things with things really quickly but, you know, I've had my times where it's just been hard and I've, you know, I've had my back against the wall. And I think probably my time in Tassie was probably the hardest. And, yeah, that really rocked me and took me to a place where, yeah, I was I was desperate. I was really desperate. And um, I was just so thankful that I had friends and family around that time because it could have been not good. You know, yeah. it could have been the end of my ministry, really, because I would have just given up because it was too hard. But, yeah, the friends and the family that came around and supported us at that time, yeah, it just helped me get back on my feet and, yeah. you know, continue to do what I do. And obviously God was amongst all of that. But when when it just feels like the walls are caving in on you, like, yeah. it's tough. Like, And yeah. that was probably the hardest time in all of my ministry was when I was in Tassie and just all the external, the internal battles that were going on. It was, it was tough. It was really, really tough, but thank God I got through that. Cause yeah. And, and look, God takes us through those things to build us to be stronger. And that's what I did learn from that experience mm -hmm. that God just really just flipped my world upside down and just showed me that I need to be in tune with him. And, you know, when I go through, the valleys that he's with me there as well yeah so that was a good it was a good wake-up call and to make sure that i'm you know i've always quoted that verse is that um you've got to walk through it didn't say stop set up camp in the valley it said you know walk through the valley and so that's what i've really learned is to walk through the valley and not yeah you know not stop even though it's tough just keep going yeah so on the flip side to that then what are the times when you are in tune with God and you are operating in your kind of most healthy serving capacity. What does that look like for you? What's the Craig that we see when things are going really, really well? Oh, might be silly Craig. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I just, I just know that 
when I'm in that place, what you're talking about is that I'm just so in touch with God and I can just see breakthroughs, not only in my own life, just in my personal walk with God and, you know, things that I'm studying, um, but I just see it in the outworking of the guys that I work with yeah. and I just see God just doing amazing things and it's just confirmation. It's just confirmation after confirmation. It's like what I'm reading in God's word and then what I'm seeing happen, just they collide and it's just like, that is cool. Like that is super cool. So, yeah, that's probably been the joy I guess I see um, when things are going well. Yeah. Just everything lines up and it's like, ah, oh, so that's this is how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so you shared a little bit about the people that support you. Obviously, your family are um, huge champions yep. of yours. Yeah, for sure. Encourage you and sustain you and um, just really, yeah, keep you going and serving and serving well. Is there anyone else within your community? What have you found in terms of serving in a ministry in a way that's sustainable, obviously? That's what we're talking about yeah. today. We're yeah, talking sure. about serving long-term. Yeah. So for me, I believe the staff that I work with yeah. have a massive, massive role in keeping us sane, <laughs> in, especially in my job. Like you, there's days where you feel like just beating your head against the wall because it's just like nothing's happening, nothing's yeah. going right, or it's just, yeah, it's just so tough or you've dealt with conflict and it's conflict after conflict. Just being able to voice that with someone else that knows your pain, mm, yeah. that's walking through it with you, it's just, it's life-giving. Like it's it's like a breath of fresh air. And that's probably been a real key ingredient to me, you know, surviving so long in yeah. the ministry is having great workers alongside you. Yeah. And my, my bosses, they're fantastic. Like they are just brilliant. Um, they care for me and they watch out for me. And I think that that's really good that yeah. I've got that, yeah, just that support from the top. And then, you know, my colleagues that I work with, they're just brilliant, you yeah. know. And even down to like uh, our office lady, she's amazing, you know. And, you know, God just appoints people in positions mm. for yeah. a reason. Not yep. just because, oh, that'd be a good idea. Like, no, no, he fully puts people in the right place at the right time. And yeah, I, that's that's a really big recharge for me yeah. is who I work with. And I guess that you've already shared this a little bit, but the biggest encouragement I can imagine that you find in the work that you do is that seeing the guys come to Christ, seeing them have their lives transformed. Is there anything else that you find really gets you going, gets you excited, gets you wanting to be there because you can see the hand of God kind of working in people's lives. Yeah, well, I, I guess it's um, seeing guys that have, you know, 10 years on yeah, doing life yeah. and loving life and, you know, going from strength to strength. Like there's a guy that I know um, that, you know, finished the program, you know, did odd jobs, but then he thought, no, nah, I'm going to go and study. So he went and studied and then he became a nurse and then he became a head nurse and he's married. He's got two kids and he's just smashing life yeah. and loving life. And I, I look at that and go, thank you, God. You know, thank yeah. you, God, that I can see that, you know, that I'm seeing ahead of time, you know, what can happen for one of the guys that's in the program now. Yeah. And I often talk about that with other guys and say, hey, this can be you. This yeah. can be you because that's really what gives me that, you know, little burst of energy to go, yep keep doing what you're doing don't stop 
don't stop. Well, I just want to thank you, Craig, for coming today and sharing your story with us, sharing what ministry looks like for you and just the, yeah, the fantastic work that you're doing within our community. I know that I've gained a lot of encouragement from hearing the transformations that you're seeing and knowing what's happening within the community. Um, yeah, I'm just really grateful that you're yeah. serving God the way that you are and cool. that you've um, just showed how you can be sustainable in ministry long-term, yep. even when it's hard and yep. you're constantly facing death. So just thank you for loving God and serving yeah. him the way that you have been and transforming lives. Cool. It's huge. Yeah, thanks, Jess. Thanks for inviting me to come and share. That was really good. So we often end our podcast with a scripture. Yep. And so part of the Sustainable Ministries series is that we'd love to hear a scripture from those that we're sharing with. Yeah, great. Maybe if there's something that, is a scripture that's particularly sustained you over your time of serving, whether that's recently or long-term, and maybe you could give us a little snapshot of why it's so important to you, and then we'd yeah. love for you to read it for All us. All right, for sure. Well, I only actually read it the other day, and uh, it just—it was just such a, an amazing scripture. It's in Psalm 40, reading 1 to 5, um, but it's in the, the Passion Translation. And it says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth and a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in God. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards me. No one can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. And I guess for me, this verse just kind of, I've been in ministry for, you know, I shared earlier, for a long period of time, mm. but sometimes we've just got to wait upon the Lord. Yeah. And when we wait for God, he just turns up. Yeah. He just he just turns up and, you know, he gives us, like it said in verse 3, he puts a new song in my mouth. And that is just cool. You know, it's when you trust in God and you wait patiently on him, he just turns up and gives you something new, um, something you've never used before. And yeah. it's like, God, uh, where'd that come from? And he's like, <laughs> well, you know, I just pulled it out of the back cupboard, you know. And, you know, that's the cool thing about God. Um, but he just does wondrous deeds. He does... Yeah these things that you know are mind-boggling for me and it, it, it can't be anything but God you know that it's yeah. just no other way and you know I read a scripture like that and that just empowers me to keep doing what I do That's and you know when I feel like giving up you know keep pressing in yeah keep pressing in so yeah that's just thought I'd a verse I just thought I'd share with you today that's perfect thank you so much Craig we appreciate it no oh, thank you Thank you for listening to the Restore Ministries Australia podcast. If today's episode was a blessing to you and you would like to support our ministry, please visit www.restoreministries.com.au forward slash donate. Every generous donation is used to further equip and serve the broader church to see people restored to true humanity. Or if you would like to access further articles, videos and resources, please visit our website restoreministries.com.au and head to our resources page. Restore Ministries Australia, a catalyst for Christ-centred change.